every morning, Arabile Gumede and Anastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Well, Chris Gilmore, independent analyst, joining us in studios uh, this morning as we unpack that market picture. As Tash said, uh, an uptick there for the JSC. A lot of those diversified miners seemingly doing well. The likes of Glencore, 3.4%. Anglo-American, 3.3% as well. Um, Where do we attest this all to? They've become leaner and meaner, I suppose, as businesses because of... Uh, the fall in, in, in prices and they've tried to find ways to mitigate costs. Do we attest all these, uh, perhaps a possible gain for the remainder of this year and yesterday's gains to that now? It's starting to perhaps pick up for them? Yeah, Arabili, I think you're right. Uh, that That's part of the the reason. And, you know, many of these companies have operations outside of South Africa, so mm-hmm. they don't have the the kind of problems that, uh, they, that that you have with with load shedding and stuff like that, and the and the high input costs. So yes, you're quite right. Quite a few years ago, you know, they got a bit of a fright, and uh, they they really got uh, very very streamlined. You know, you, you mentioned Glencore, for example. It's not so long ago that that share price was down below what 17 rands or thereabouts. So you know, they they've done um, exceptionally well in streamlining themselves. They they got a few court battles ahead, I, I suspect. But uh, be that as it may. Um, the, these uh, most most of the results we've seen coming out of the miners in the past week or so have actually been very very good indeed. Interesting, we've got goldfields tomorrow. That'll be fascinating mm-hmm. to see what, uh, what what the the real state of play is at South Deep. So, um, in, in a market like this, where the South Africa Inc. stocks, and I'm talking here about the retailers particularly, but not just them, the construction stocks. I mean, this is a wipeout that I've never seen before. Um, where, while you've got that. <laughs> it's a little uh, ray of sunshine, and we must be eternally grateful for, for 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 this and enjoy it while it lasts, because it, because it may not last for too long. How's the uh, power outages been affecting you, Chris? Yeah, well, they really are an extreme irritation. You know, I've I've got a big inverter and uh, deep cycle batteries at home, so it, it's not really a problem. It, it the, the biggest problem is um, is physically getting out of the suburb on occasion, mm. and, um, and the, the traffic has been absolutely horrendous, with absolutely no thought put into into directing the traffic uh, whatsoever. It brings back memories of two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, when. Um, you know, we first had the the kind of uh, load shedding that we're experiencing now, uh, and that was mainly due to a, a lack of coal, wet coal, all this kind of stuff. Now we've got a very, very serious situation where the utility appears to be broken in, in, a, in a really bad, bad way. And, and, and you know, we're, we're only now starting to appreciate the depths of the, the, the destruction, and I can only use that term, at Eskom. I think while a lot of people are looking around for spooks, for, for conspiracy theories and stuff like that, I think we have to look at uh, look to the, the likes of experts like Chris Yelland and Anton Eberhard, who are putting a, a far more um, practical uh, spin on things and saying, look, you know, these, these generators are tripping because they just haven't been maintained. I mean, I mentioned 2007, 2008. That was 10 years ago. The average age of the, of the fleet is now 37 years. You've got the, 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 the great hopes of Madupe and Kusile, uh, which uh, really aren't working properly. And they're flawed. Massive buildups of ash, which is terribly abrasive, um, not working properly, getting tripped at the slightest thing. Thank goodness for the, um, the team at head office that, that keeps the... Um, keeps the the, 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 the the plants up and running. Because, you know, if you didn't have this load shedding, and if you, and you had, what, f- uh, stage four, uh, which is effectively stage 
three and a half, um, because they, they changed the way they do things. There was an ex- excellent article by Hilton Tarrant in, in MoneyWeb the other day explaining what was going on. Um, but if you didn't have that and, and go, going beyond those kind of stages, when you get these severe trips, then you, there's always the possibility, however remote, that the entire system could go down. And even with the ability to use things like Ingula pump, pump storage to, to, to initiate a black start, um, it would still take two to three weeks uh, probably to bring the whole system back up again. And you really don't want to go and test that hypothesis. I mean, they're burning, they're burning right through their diesel deposits as well because that's you know, sort of what they're trying to keep uh, alive then for their power generation too. So it certainly isn't helping. Uh, uh, Pravin Gordon, the public enterprises minister, saying that culprits who made ESCOM the way it is right now are certainly going to pay. We've heard that rhetoric before. So, you know, I, I don't know how much faith we attest to that. Um, but uh, he's also mentioned that just because we've split up ESCOM into the three entities doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be privatizing. There aren't no plans to privatize ESCOM. Your sentiments around that? Well, um, <laughs> who am I to disagree with the minister? <laughs> um, yes, of course, that is the kind of political rhetoric that is going to be doing the rounds now, particularly, especially as, as organizations like Casato are saying, uh, no, no, we're not going to have any privatization and stuff like that. Mm. And even within the ANC, they're even loath to, to countenance uh, as a splitting up. Uh, notwithstanding the fact that Eskom has actually, been, you know, on a reporting basis, has been split up into those three uh, areas for, for 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 many many years. Um, look, depending on the grand plan for um, for funding Eskom, I think some degree of privatisation, partial or otherwise, has to be countenanced. Some degree of cost cutting, well, a severe amount of cost cutting has to be countenanced. When you come out with a press statement, regardless of whether it was it was withdrawn later in the day, that says, and I quote, uh, Eskom is technically insolvent and will cease to exist in, in February, in, 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 uh, in April, in April yeah. then, uh, you know, that has to start con- concentrating people's yeah. minds along the, the lines of perhaps, maybe, if we actually want to keep the lights on, <laughs> Uh, can we perhaps consider some degree of privatization? And, you know, it's the devil's own job trying to get um, all the various constituencies together to, to look at this. I mean, we're so far behind the, um, the curve uh, globally. I mean, this should have been done years and years and years ago because, frankly, we've run out of money, we've run out of ideas, and uh, by, by Praveen's own admission, we've run out of experts to actually run the utility now. We're having to look overseas to find them. Um, so, you know, the, the old adage, when you're up, when you're up to your necks, you, you could use a, a cruder uh, adage, when you're up to your necks uh, in, in crocodiles, uh, there's no point in musing that your first uh, uh, job was to drain the swamp. You know, you've got to get down and actually look at, at, uh, at what needs to be done, and got to, you've got to be pragmatic about it. And if that means privatization, well, I think they're going to have to look at it. I didn't know that saying had uh, had a way of removing expletives, but you've, you've done a good, a good well, job. Well, I said next rather than something else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so very quickly, just on earnings as well. We did touch on it yesterday, but very quickly, your thoughts as well. Kiro finally declaring a dividend as well. This comes firmly after Stadio was, of course, uh, split off from that company. And and very finally as well, Sassel, uh, that share price going up as well. Looks like things are going better in the in the United States. Yeah. I went to the Kuro presentation yesterday, and it was a, again, it was a, a really thorough and comprehensive presentation. Um, you know, it's it's still difficult to value this company properly. Uh, although there are many ways of doing it, you know, um, looking at uh, at EBITDA as the as the 
and they still have uh, their targets set on getting 200 schools by um, by 2020. Um, it's 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 incredible. You know, parents will do whatever is necessary to give their children a decent education. Mm. And you look at the the variety of schools within that Kuro stable. It's really quite phenomenal. So um, they've got many initiatives. They've got they've got a school in Soweto and Protea Glen. They're they're looking at the possibility of uh, putting something in the, the, the Johannesburg CBD. They've got one in Cape Town, for example. So it's a marvelously innovative company. Um, some, uh, some observers have said, well, the fact that they're paying a dividend, does that mean they're coming to, to maturity? Um, I think they're getting closer to maturity. It's not there yet. I still think there's a lot of growth here yet. The problem is with, is, has always been with the share price. And if you bought uh, Kuro a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, I think you're going to be sadly disappointed because it's been in a pretty much a, a, a downwards uh, trend. But I think for the very long term, it's still a, a great thing to be in. Mm. As far as Sassel's concerned, yeah, you know, don't forget that uh, the, the, the current share price of Sassel is pretty much where it was 10 years ago. So, yes, things are looking better. Lake Charles is, is looking better. But, you know, it's going to be a long haul for Sassel. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Chris Gilmore still joining us in studio, independent analyst there, taking a look at that market picture.